You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to The Western Rookie, a hunting podcast full of tips, tricks, and strategies from seasoned Western hunters. There are plenty of opportunities out there. We just need to learn how to take on the challenges. Hunting is completely different up there. I've harvested 26 big game animals. You can fool their eyes, but you can't fool their nose. The 300 yards back to the road turned into three miles back the other way. It's always cool seeing new hunters go and harvest an animal. I don't know what to expect. If there's anybody I want in the woods with me, it'll be you. Welcome back to another bonus episode of the Western Rookie Podcast brought to you by Go Hunt. Today, we are going to be talking about a general overview of Western hunting, you know, where you can find certain types of species, trophy calibers, access tags, kind of just a an overview of hunting the West. But before we do that, we've got a listener question. Mitchell from Wisconsin wrote in, and said, hey, I've been really enjoying the podcast. Keep it up. I'm from Wisconsin, and I'm planning on pulling the trigger on my first out-of-state hunt this fall. I've built some points in quite a few states, but originally planned on doing an eastern Montana mule deer hunt. He goes on to say, uh, my group and I planned on, you know, southeast or eastern Montana. After listening to your podcast and experiences, YouTube videos, and everything, I am beginning to have second thoughts about it. We were planning to either stay in Miles City or Glasgow, um, continues to say we're planning on rifle hunting the second rut in November uh, because that's when it works out for them and their crew to go out. But with all that being said, I'm having second thoughts about the trip. The idea of spending $700 or sorry, $1,700-ish for a trip out there to shoot a small mule deer buck or struggle to even see a buck is not easy to stomach. I do have four points in Colorado for elk. Considering switching to that for first season rifle hunt, I know you had explained in previous podcast episodes that you had a first season elk Colorado tag and shot a bull in a dry unit. If you had to pick between the two, which would you choose? Any tips and recommendations would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Mitchell, for writing in. Um, This is a great question, and if any of you guys have questions, feel free to send me an email, send me a DM, send it to me any way you can. If you got my phone number, text me. But this question's good, so I... Between the two, what would you do? So he's talking about, you know, Montana mule deer versus a draw in Colorado elk. And I think this is a great topic for today because we're talking about overall hunting. Um, I'm always a proponent of going out west when you can. There's always an opportunity. So now when you were talking, you know, maybe eastern Montana, and this is what I told Mitchell um, one-on-one, but I might not focus on eastern Montana for deer, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't go to Montana for mule deer, right? There's a lot of great units in Montana, even on a general tag to have a good hunt. When I went there, it was a few years ago. It was in the middle of a three-year drought. 
Um, public land pressure was still high from COVID increases. There's a lot of things working against us. We had abnormally warm um, November that year, and I just didn't have a great hunt. I will end up back in eastern Montana at some point, but in the meantime, I'm going to be looking at other units across Montana on the general tag. There's a lot of them out there. The easiest way is to just use filtering 2.0 on the Go Hunt Insider service. Um, as far as the other option, Colorado Elk, four points definitely gets you away from the over-the-counter units, but it might not be what you're hoping for on a first rifle. The hunt he's referring to is a. I did a second rifle five-point unit. I believe it was 11 points for a first rifle tag, uh, and I shot a great bull, but it's, you know, four points for first rifle. You're not going to have a ton of units available to you, but you might get away from over-the-counter pressure. Either way, I think both options are great. I think getting out west and starting to get experience is great. Um, between the two, I would probably pick General Montana, and I would keep building points in Colorado for elk or go over-the-counter elk, but I'd want to get my points to maybe like that 5 to 8 range to try to get into that next tier up unit if I'm going to do the elk hunt. In the meantime, I think for a first western hunt, mule deer, rifle mule deer in Montana is a great option for anyone, especially Mitchell and his group of guys. It's a little bit closer to where they're from as well. I just might not go to eastern Montana, um, and I think you guys are going to have a really great hunt. So thanks for writing in. If anyone else has anything to write in, please send your questions in. With that, let's get on to the episode. So, today we're going to go over we're going to go over antelope, we're going to go over deer, and we're going to go over elk. And we're going to go over where in the west are great spots for each of these three when it comes to access tags, um, getting a tag every year, or maybe you're looking for trophy areas. We're going to cover that. We're only focusing on those three because those are the big three when it comes to fall hunting. I know there's spring bear, but that's kind of small. Um, there's fall bear. That's also, um, more of a niche. Your MSG tags like moose, sheep, and goats. Those are already once in a lifetime. So if you've got one of those tags, you're already asking a whole different set of questions, um, and preparing for a whole different type of hunt. So when you're talking general Western hunting, it's typically antelope, deer, or elk. And so we'll just start at the bottom and work our way up in size, starting with antelope. So, there's a couple of places around the country to get antelope tags. There's nothing that's, you know, straight over-the-counter, rifle, public land, all the options are yours. That's going to be a challenge when it comes to antelope. There are some good opportunities. So there's, you know, for Wyoming, let's start with Wyoming. Wyoming is the antelope state. It has the biggest herd in the West. It's got great quality. And there's currently 15 units that you can draw with zero to two points. So it's not technically over the counter, but there are some units you can draw with zero points. Now, the caveat is the less points it takes to draw, usually the less quality of a unit it is. And that might be for herd size, success rates. A lot of times it can be private land constraints. Um, and so there's options, there's opportunity out there, but it might not be easy. Another option is the Montana 900-20 tags. These are archery only, but those are a great option to get out antelope hunting nearly every year. One more, 
is over-the-counter South Dakota private land archery. That's another over-the-counter option, but you're limited to private land and archery. So if you've got permission or you're willing to get permission, that could be an option for you. It also could be a lot closer for a lot of you that are coming from the Midwest. And then finally, there's the over-the-counter Colorado archery, but it's in units with very limited public. So keep that in mind. Antelope, it's if you're if you want to be an antelope hunter, start building points now and then take advantage of some of these opportunities in the meantime. But long term, you're going to want points to make your units a little bit easier to hunt. A lot of times it comes down to, you know, private versus public. When you start talking middle range, what are some options when I've got a couple points? I've been building points for a few years, not a ton of years, but a few years. What are some options to separate from the crowd here? Montana 700 series and some individual units across Montana can be good options. There's always a chance with the Utah random draw, especially if you're already building points in Utah because you have to buy the hunting license in Utah to build points. So if you're already building elk or deer points in in Utah, you might as well apply because there's always a random chance to draw. There's some Wyoming mid-tier units for sure, you know, that 3 to 6 8 points in Wyoming there's all kinds of units in that range you just got to filter to what you're looking for in a hunt and there's a lot of options and then finally Colorado's limited entry and when we say limited entry it's not necessarily a trophy unit it just means there is a fixed number of tags and you need to apply for them and they're going to go through their preference point system but there are a lot of them in Colorado in that mid-tier point range now focusing on trophy states right where Where are the biggest antelope in the West? Well, number one that comes to mind is Wyoming. Like I said before, Wyoming is one of the antelope states. There's 11 units across Wyoming with 80-plus potential and 90% success rates on go hunts. What does that mean? It means there's 11 units with giant antelope and extremely high success rates. That always makes me excited. Nevada, nearly All of the units in Nevada have 80-plus potential, but it's incredibly hard to draw a tag in Nevada. Wyoming is a little bit easier to draw the tag. You need a little bit less points. New Mexico has a lot of 75 and 80-plus inch potentials, um, lots of units. There's no point system in New Mexico, so you always have a random chance, but it's a lower chance, especially if you're doing rifle, and the same goes to Nevada. And then there's some limited-entry Colorado units out there with that 80-inch-plus potential for antelope. But once again, with Colorado's preference point system, you're going to need quite a few points to draw those tags. So that's the landscape when it comes to antelope. Obviously, there's some antelope in some of the other places that we've mentioned. Um, Arizona has some antelope in them, and there's some good antelope, but it kind of just depends on what you're looking for when it comes to that. Um, I think eastern Oregon, eastern Washington have some antelope, but... Those are the core states when it comes to antelope. Moving on to deer, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different options for deer. So we'll spend a little bit of time on this. This is all mule deer. I'm not covering whitetails in this episode because I'm guessing if you're coming from the whitetail states of the Grain Belt in the Midwest and you're headed out west, you're probably headed for a mule deer, something that you can't get at home. And so when it comes to deer, you know, access or over-the-counter tags, over-the-counter tag is something that you can just go buy. An access tag to me is just a tag that's easier to acquire, whether it's a zero point, a one point, maybe up to two points, I'd call an access tag. It's just a tag that's going to let you get in the field more often. The first one is Idaho. 
Idaho has first come, first serve over-the-counter tags. They go on sale every year on December 1st. There is a little bit of a sketchy system for trying to buy these tags. A lot of times the Idaho site crashes. Um, people have had some bad luck trying to get tags in Idaho, but that is an option, and every year there's some good bucks shot in Idaho. Arizona archery is still over-the-counter for deer, but it's becoming a little bit harder to draw. T- there's becoming a, a um, quota, so you want to make sure that you get yours early. It's not unlimited like it used to be. Colorado archery, muzzleloader, and a lot of their second and third rifle seasons are still over-the-counter for deer, so there's a good opportunity for those or at least a zero-point draw in some of those units. And then my favorite deer tag is the Montana General because it has so many units in the Montana General deer tag that give you access across the entire state to hunt. There's tons of deer in Montana. Maybe not known for giants like some of these other states we're going to talk about later, but there's a ton of opportunity. And a portion of the deer tags are reserved for zero-point holders, which means you always have a chance to drop. Um, Nebraska has an over-the-counter mule deer option, but it is there's some limited public in the units that have mule deer in Nebraska. It's not a ton of public land opportunity. So keep that in mind, but it could be closer to you if you're coming from the Midwest. And then the Utah General typically has some good access level tags for you. Um, you know, maybe not where the giant bucks are, but there is some opportunity to get a Utah General deer tag um, more often than not. Now, moving into the mid-range. So this is where you've started to build a point strategy. You've been building some points in a few different states. Maybe you're cycling through a couple states. You've got like a rotation um, New Mexico can fit into here. There's some great bucks in New Mexico, and, and New Mexico doesn't have a point system. So you just got to look at the you know filtering 2.0 in the draw odds tool, decide how much risk-reward you want to go with, You know what percent are you willing to apply for, like 20% draw odds, 40% draw odds, 5% draw odds. Do you only want to go to New Mexico if it's in a trophy unit, or do you want to try to get that tag two, three, four, five times and go for like a 30% draw odds unit? That's all up to you, but New Mexico is an option. Um, There's Arizona draw units that are options. Now, this isn't going to be in the Kaibab or the Arizona Strip by any means, but there are other units in Arizona that have some deer. Wyoming has a ton of options in between that maybe two to eight point range where you can start drawing deer tags. Wyoming's got a lot of mule deer, and there's some big mule deer in Wyoming for sure. Nevada archery can be an option for this middle of the ground. So if you're like on the West Coast and you're looking to get into some mule deer hunting, Nevada might be a closer option for you. Colorado always has, you know, first, second, third, fourth season mule deer tags, archery tags, um, anywhere from that zero point draw that we talked about before. There's lots of them in that mid tier point range. You know, whether you're talking two points, five points, eight points, there's a lot of options in Colorado there. And then once again, the Utah General, you're just you're, you know, in the Utah general, you're just searching for units that have um, filtering based on your preferences. What are you looking for in trophy potential, public land success rates, and how is that going to affect your draw odds? But there's always a chance at the Utah general. And then finally, where the trophy opportunities are. Where are the giant deer out there? Um, you know, first comes to mind, clearly, Arizona, the Kaibab and the Arizona Strip all kinds of units in those two pockets with 190 inch potential. I mean, it's just insane. 
some of the size of the mule deer in Arizona. Wyoming, same points um, or same bucket. There's some units in Wyoming that are producing those 180 to 190 plus level bucks every year, and it's insane. Nevada, another state, has some huge bucks in it. All of like I'm, but keep in mind all of these places I'm talking about with the trophy potentials way up there in the 180s and 190s. These are going to take a lot of years to draw or some insane luck in some of these random draws. Doesn't mean you can't draw them. Doesn't mean you shouldn't apply for them, build points for them. But you could be chasing point creep for quite a while. So keep that in mind. Another option, Colorado. Colorado is definitely known for over-the-counter elk, but Colorado is also a dominant mule deer state. And so there's also a lot of units in Colorado with that 180, 190 potential, but you might be looking at max points to draw some of these takes. Utah limited entry, you know, that's always an option. They're very hard to draw. It can be, you know, double digit 20 plus points to draw some of these Utah general or sorry, Utah limited entry tags, but you're going to be rewarded when you do because there are some monster bucks in Utah. And then, of course, there's pockets in Montana that have some giant bucks. Now, you're going to need bonus points to draw these tags and the preference point, obviously, to get the general, your general deer combo license and then a bonus point to draw the limited entry permit to hunt that unit. But there's a lot of units across Montana where there's 180 potential. And, of course, anywhere across the West can produce a giant, um, you know, given the right circumstances and a little bit of luck. But those are some of the pockets where that are known for giant mule deer. Now, finally, let's move on to the elk because that's everyone's favorite topic, right? Where can I go get an elk tag every year? Where can I get good elk tags maybe every five years? And where are the monster elk? All right, access tags. Nothing comes to mind faster when you're talking access tags for elk than the Colorado over-the-counter tags. Now, you're going to see pressure. You're going to see a lot of pedestrian traffic if you're doing the archery season. You're going to see a lot of hunting traffic if you're doing the rifle seasons. But there is a lot of opportunity in Colorado with the over-the-counter tag. There's been some rumors going around that Colorado is going to be changing how they do over-the-counter tags, and it might adjust how many they give out. So there's been lots of talk out there about what the elk re- or the wolf reintroduction is going to do to the elk herds in Colorado. So I wouldn't sleep on it. I mean, I think if you want to hunt Colorado over the counter, there's no better time to do it than now. But that is a great option. Another option that comes to mind is the Idaho over-the-counter tags. Now, the only difference with Idaho is you can't just show up in Idaho in October and buy your elk tag. You need to be online the year before on December 1st. you got to get in the waiting game. you got to buy them. It's called over-the-counter, but it's really more of a lottery because everyone signs in, gets a random number, and then like that's your place in line like at the DMV. You take a ticket, you got your number, you wait until it's your turn. And so it's not quite over the counter, but you don't need any points to draw it. New Mexico is another option. It's not an over-the-counter tag. It would be considered an access tag. But since New Mexico doesn't have a point system, you're always in the game to get a uh, elk tag in New Mexico. You can just apply for some of the units that have like 35% draw odds, and you can draw you know, on average once every three years, or you can go all the way to the other end, and it can be a trophy state. So there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, Utah, the spikes and limited any bull tags. So this is interesting. So Utah has a bunch of units out there that are limited entry trophy-managed elk units, but in those same units, 
they've been selling an over-the-counter spike tag, which means you can shoot a spike in those units. You just can't shoot a branch-antlered bull. Once they become branch-antlered bull, they're pretty much protected until someone's got a lot of points to draw the tag. Recently, in 2023, they started selling some limited any bull tags, which is first-come, first-served, but it's a change in how they're really managing their big game management plan because they looked at their data and they decided there was a surplus of huntable mature elk. And so they started changing some of these units into basically over-the-counter units. And so that's a good opportunity to get a a tag as well. Um, Moving into the mid-range tags. Now, this is my bread and butter point-building set of states. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. There's three states you need to be building points in for elk. Montana, Wyoming, and Colorado. These three states are perfect mid-range tag opportunities. Montana general, you can get for sure every two years, usually every other year. Wyoming general is a great tag. It's unfortunately taking three to four points to draw lately, but you always have a chance in the random draw because they allocate a certain portion of tags for a randomized draw without any point considerations. And then the Colorado draw. Always opportunities to spend zero to five, six points in Colorado and get away from the -the over-the-counter crowd a little bit. And so those are the three states I highly recommend you build points in if you want to start hunting the West for elk, and especially if you want to hunt elk every year in the West because you're going to need all three in order to go, and you're probably going to have to mix in an an Idaho over-the-counter or a Colorado over-the-counter or any other state. When we talk about other elk states in that mid-range, you know, you could still throw in a New Mexico because there's no point system. You could be applying for a, you know, a 30% draw and get it every three years on average, and that would be considered a mid-range. You could do, you know, like some of these late rifle or late archery tags in Arizona could be like that five-ish point system, and you could do that in a mid-range tag. Um, But those three, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, that's the core. You know, there's, that is the core of points and elk in the West. So moving on to the final, the exciting part, trophy opportunities. Where, oh, where are the biggest elk in America? Well, aside from some unique pockets, I would say you talk about giant elk. You're talking about Limited entry, max points in Utah, some of the, you know, the boulder, the plateau, some of these Utah units are producing, you know, back in the 2000s, we're producing multiple 400s a year. They're still amazing units, 380, 390 potential producing giants. It's come down a little bit lately, but there's still some monster elk in Utah. Another place you always can bank on having giant bulls is the northwest corner of Colorado. I believe it's units like one, two, nine, and you, I don't know. You have to go look it up on the map. But the northwest corner, there's four or five units in the northwest corner of Colorado that are basically max points units, and they have some monster bulls. Arizona is always known for monster bulls um very hard to draw some of those tags if you want to get one of those really coveted arizona trophy tags and of course there's some places in new mexico that have unbelievably big elk and so you know you're once again looking at one half two percent draw odds especially as a non-resident 
But those are four places that come to mind when someone asks me where are the biggest elk in America. Now, there's some caveats to that. Um, North Dakota is resident only is unless you either buy an auction tag or win a raffle tag. But they have some monster elk. I've personally seen 380 to 390-inch bulls in North Dakota when I had my tag. Um, South Dakota on the reservations has some giant elk. Um, there's obviously huge bulls that come out of every state. You know, the, the, there's an archery world record that came out of Southeast Montana a few years ago that I think went like 411 or 431. I can't remember the breaks in Montana have some big bulls. Um, Wyoming, you know, there's some really big bulls up in the Northwest corner near the park, you know, Idaho, all these States have big elk in them. But none of them are known for giant elk like Utah, northwest Colorado, you know, the Arizona, um, the Gila Forest, the New Mexico units, these once-in-a-lifetime units. Those places have year in and year out, on average, the biggest elk in America. So that's your overview. That's today's episode. We're talking, you know, where where can you get easy tags, where can you get trophy animals, and everything in between that's a great overview for anyone that's kind of looking for maybe looking for a way to build out a state rotation, plan out what kind of hunts they want to go on, you know, and one great way to do that is also to not only cycle through states, cycle through species too. Maybe you start with an antelope rifle hunt because you've listened to the podcast and you know I'm a huge fan of antelope rifle hunts. And then you do a rifle deer hunt. And then maybe you do an archery elk hunt or a rifle elk then maybe you come back to a deer, do an elk again. Now you got five points for antelope, so you get a better antelope tag. Maybe now you got six points for deer in Colorado, and you get a good deer tag. And then next year you got, you know, four or five points in Wyoming, and you got that general elk tag. You know, you can cycle through all the species, too. You get a lot wider range of experiences. You can beat up on the point system a little bit better and just really see all that the West has to offer because there's a ton of opportunity out there. But that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Don't hesitate to write in with a question or a comment or feedback. My email is pretty simple, brian at westernrookie.com. Hit us up on any of the social pages, and please send in your questions. I'd be happy to help anyone out there who's thinking about getting a Western hunt in this fall. Thanks for being here today, folks. Thank you for listening.